Blog Talk Radio. Department of Motor Vehicles. I'm talking about BC, Maryland, and Virginia. 
we're right like in a tri-state area. And so, you know, one minute, uh, literally, you can be in Virginia, and the next minute you can be in D.C. And then 10 minutes after that, you could be in Maryland. It's, it's really pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so excited that you guys took out time to hang out with me. And uh, it's it's just been a, a second. So I want to make sure that I shout out our friends of the Music Box. But I also want to make sure that I tell you what I have in store for you today. She's an insider with over 20 years, years, years in the music industry. She's Andrea Renee Williams, and her new book is really something to not only talk about, but also to read. So I'm really excited about her being here, and she's going to be on just in just a second, as soon as we pay some bills, to talk about her newest book. Actually, this is her first book. She's written Wait till I tell you all about her. She's, she has uh, worked for countless of print magazine articles, national, international, written articles galore, stories, etc. But this is her first book. It's called Live the Life You Sing About, and it's based on Ephesians 4.1. And then the subtitle of the book is How to Live with Integrity in the Gospel Music Industry. So here's what I want you to do. If you know anybody... I'm talking about Lottie Dottie, anybody who is interested in being in the gospel music, they're already there. I want you to knock on your neighbor's window. I don't care if you have to holler out their, your front door, but you let them know that Tanya Dallas Lewis is broadcasting live right now, and we're about to have a really cool conversation about a book that's available to you now. Of course, I want to shout out our sponsors for the show, and if you know who our sponsors are. I say it every week. I have to say it. Of course I do. I, of course I do, because these people support me, and I I love them. Of course, our episode sponsors are That Ministries, Visual Poetry, Agape Multimedia. Man, I appreciate you all. You all help me to do what I do. Listen, I've got gospel music news interviews and so much more. So if you've had a crazy week, I just want to let you know you're in the right place. Another shout out, of course, to Stellar Award-nominated radio station, Gospel Central. They also pick up our show. And so we want to say hello to them and thank them for also helping us to be syndicated, as well as Block Talk Radio and iTunes Podcast. So listen, if you missed the show tonight, tonight, no te preocupes. Don't you worry, because I have so many different ways for you to re-listen to the show again and again. Matter of fact, as soon as the show is, like, totally over, you can listen to the rebroadcast right on blogtalkradio.com. And, hey, I understand. Times are really hectic. You can also just wait until Sunday, and at 7 and 8, 7 a.m. and 11 a.m., you will hear this same show on moodfm.106.3. Okay? All right, so great news coming up for you guys. I'm going to pay some bills real quick. I know everybody is talking about Coachella and Beyonce, but I want to talk about Justin Bieber. So we'll talk about that later in the show. And guess what? I'm going to ask, did you all know that the pop star sang worship songs during Coachella, the concert? Yeah. He sang worship songs, including Corey Asbury's Reckless Love and Mosaic MSC's Tremble Sunday at the one of the most popular music festivals in the world. So what's up with this? He, he's, he, you know, there's a caption on Gospel Music Association website newsletter that says, Bieber leads Coachella Church. Bieber leads Coachella Church. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait to talk to Andrea. And so I'm going to hush talking now, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and pay some bills. Listen, 646. 652-2106 is the number to call. And guess what? I'm excited. Like I told you, she's a, she's a music industry insider, 20 years of music industry experience, uh, marketer, publisher, publicist, singer, songwriter, pianist, serial entrepreneur, eight-year Grammy Award project man, manager for the D.C. chapter, and I'm talking about the Washington, D.C., Owns several Christian music-related companies, including the Gospel and Christian Music PR and marketing firm, Tehillah Enterprises, and now Live the Life You Sing About. I'm excited. So you guys just, you know, sit down, um, find some a comfy, you know, recliner, chair, something. We have a show. Have I got a show for you? All right, keep it locked. It's your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis, right here on the Music Box, the place where you'll find lots of love inside. We'll be right back after these. Paying your bills, commercial break. Are you a charitable organization? Do you need help with your fundraising events? Let ITG assist you with that endeavor. The ITG agency is a nonprofit agency with a focus on hosting charity events from concerts, fashion shows, and more. Whether big or small, 
ITG is there to make every event a successful one. So please visit our website at www.theitgagency.com or call us at 614-328-8002. Catch the Miss E-Spot radio show every first and third Thursday at 7.30 on the family station WOGS 103.9. The Miss E-Spot radio show will cover topics that we necessarily don't talk about in church and so much more. Log on to listen live at www.wogs. 1039FM.com. Once again, that's www.wogs1039FM.com. Don't you dare miss it. This is I Really Love You, the soulful new song from Robert E. Person's fourth album recording, Love Divine. Multi-award winning vocalist Robert E. Person transcends musical genres on Love Divine. Twelve new tracks exploring traditional, contemporary, urban inspiration, and straight-ahead jazz. When you give your very Find Love Divine in the Listening Loft, iTunes, CD Baby, and Robert E. Person. Tells me about their answers. Um, and it's based upon uh, the scripture, Philippians 413, says, I can do all things through Christ with this strength. My girl, Tanya Dallas Lewis, tells me about writing the theme music for this show. So I went online and I looked up and she's like, I need a single for my mom. I was like, okay. Isabel Davis tells me how she transitioned from worship leader to recording artist. It was through Bishop Love that, you know, he spoke the directive from the Lord, and that was really to just. He can just step out. B.B. Winans tells me about his latest release, He Promised Me. And if he promised it, it is there. But you gotta believe. I'm putting Jason Nelson in the hot seat. What's up, y'all? This is Jason Nelson, and I'm on the hot seat next. Plus, Travis Green's playing Name My Name, and we'll get a word for the week from Pastor Rodney Payne. Oh, yeah, there's a lot happening today in the city, so let's get things started with my man, Donald Lawrence. What's up, everybody? I'm Donald Lawrence, and I'm in the city. Blessings to the listeners. This is J. Key. Y'all are tuned into the music box with the phenomenal Tanya Dallas Lewis, man. Keep rocking with her. Keep it locked. Stay lifted. I love y'all. Peace. Oh, wow. That was a lot. That was a lot of commercials. I'm tired. I'm I'm out of breath. I was trying to do um, some push-ups and sit-ups and squats, and I'm lying. <laughs> I wasn't doing any of those things, but as I said it, it sounded good. That's that's what I should have been doing during the commercial break. I should have been working out. <laughs> anyway, if you're just tuning in, yeah, you're hanging out with me. I'm that other sister that you have that you don't like to tell people about because she's really weird. Yeah, Tiny Dallas Lewis right here at the helm. Two-time Stellar Award nominee, uh, one-time Dell Award nominee, and uh, I just received my second Grammy nod uh, this past spring. So I'm really excited about the music box. Most of you all know that this show was designed by musicians, moi, created for other musicians and the crazy people that like have to tolerate us. So today is going to be a good show. I'm going to go into the green room right now. And I'm going to pull out our featured guest for today, Miss Williams. Miss Williams, are you there? Yes. Hey, how are you, Tanya? <laughs> I'm doing well. And I want to make sure that I'm saying your name right because I have so many friends named Andrea, but some go by Andrea or Andrea. How do I say your name right? <laughs> There's a thousand ways to pronounce it, but I pronounce it Andrea. Andrea. Got it. Andrea. Locked in. Mm-hmm. 
Andrea, 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 Andrea. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here because what you're going to talk about is going to make some people feel uncomfortable and comfort others. So I'm excited. You, you know, for those of you just tuning in, I just want you to know where you are. You're in the right place. Sit down. It's a music box. And the voice you just heard, her name is Andrea Renee Williams. Uh, she takes her love, talent, and training in music, and guess what she's done with it? And she continues to do it. She merges it with the truth of the gospel. So she's joining me today because she's got like this new book that she wrote, and the title is so awesome and convicting at the same time. It's called Live the Life You Sing About. It's her first book, and it's already being declared a must-read uh, by some people, including myself, all right? She's a marketer. She's a publicist. She's a singer. She's a songwriter, she's a pianist, and serial entrepreneur. This former eight-year Grammy Awards project manager, and I'm a member of the D.C. chapter. Woo, woo! So shout out to everybody who's a part of that chapter. <laughs> she's owned several Christian music-related companies, including gospel and Christian music PR and marketing firm, Tehillah Enterprises, and now the Live the Life You Sing About franchise. She's been a business owner since 1999, guys, and I'm, I'm only telling you more about her so that you know that she knows what she's talking about, okay? She has interviewed countless artists and written hundreds of articles for media outlets such as GospelCity.com, Charisma, I know you guys have heard of that, and Gospel Today. I used to freelance write for them, so that's pretty cool. She is also, like me, a PK. She's the daughter of a preacher and a student completing her bachelor's degree in music business at the renowned, I'm so jealous, Berkeley College <laughs> of Music. So I am honored, I know you guys are too, to have her join us as we celebrate the release of her book, Live the Life You Sing About, How to Live with Integrity in the Gospel Music Industry. So that was a long introduction, but Andrea, it was worth it. Thank you again for being on our show. And just so people can hear your voice, tell me just really quickly, what is it like to be you? What is it like to be you? Like, who are you? I said all these great things. But really, what is it like to be you? You know, I am simply a child of God. I'm a woman who okay. loves God and is someone who's just trying to walk in the ways that God has, has laid out before me. I mean, simply put, that, that's me. And and my calling is in music. So God has just opened up countless doors for me in gospel music specifically. And, and, I mean, things that I never even imagined that I would do or people that I never even thought that I would meet. Um, you know, God yeah. has, has connected me with, uh, had me sitting down, having lunch with people, you know, that I never even thought that, you know, I would ever meet or representing people yeah. like Gladys Knight that, you know, I never even thought wow. that I would even have an opportunity to or, or, you know, having dinner with Kirk Franklin or, you know, people I look at on, on album covers, you know, so it's all <laughs> God opening up doors for me. So, yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when he does that because he'll take you places that you didn't even think you were qualified to go. Well, I want to yeah. jump right into this. Uh, your book has a, a very, very uh, interesting title. It has a lot of denotations and connotations with it, especially for people <laughs> in the gospel music industry. Tell me about this book, Live the Life You Sing About. You say well, that mm-hmm. I, I, I read that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You can go ahead. You say that you were inspired, the contents of this book were inspired through Revelation. Tell us about yes. why you wrote this book and how the yeah. contents you say came to you by Revelation. Well, you know, it's something that has always kind of been in my heart, I guess, but it wasn't until Rose Harper, who used to be affiliated with the Shekinah Glory Ministry, she, uh, I had actually reached out to her, had heard praises what I do, and fell in love with it, and wanted to know more about the ministry. And through our conversations, all of a sudden she started prophesying to me, and huh. she basically said that you know God had um, had had He was going to open a lot of doors for me. But first off, she told me that it, it really bothered me when people did not live the life that they sing about, and she also said that God was going to use me as a changer in the industry. Um, And so when she said that, I was like, whoa, how does she know that, you know? Um, But obviously the spirit of the Lord that told her that. And, yeah, that has been my heart 
you know, that those of us who are specifically in gospel and Christian music actually live what we're singing. I think it's very important. Right. And, and, you know, I, I struggled, as I mentioned in the preface, with the title, with the book, you know, itself, because, you know, I had a couple people who I told the, the title of the book to, and they are like, oh, you sure you want to do that? You still going to be in the industry when you write that book, you know? <laughs> and and so I really kind of stepped back for a minute, but I just knew that God was prompting me um, and really pushing me to write the book because, you know, it actually came from a feeling that I had. Um, Basically, I was feeling the Lord's heart and his heart breaking because a lot of those that he had called to music ministry were getting, they were getting off focus. You know, they were starting to chase, they were starting to chase the stage or chase awards or chase being known or chasing their name and lights. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of getting left behind, you know? So I really feel like it was God just prompting me saying, you know, you need to remind my minstrels and my psalmist of what's really important. And then it's about me. It's not, it's not about all the trappings of what we call success, but it's really Hmm. about uplifting the name of Jesus. So that's really where, where the book came from. Now, I noticed that you um, are, you know, you have mentioned um, a, almost like a disclaimer to let people know, yes, this is the title of the book. You knew you were going to catch black uh, with that title. Um, you know, some people, you know, they don't like to be, you know, convicted. And, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I'll never forget yeah. I talked with a gentleman. This is when I was very, very green, and I'd just come into the industry. And he'd worked in the industry for almost 60 years. I won't say his name because mm-hmm. the clientele uh, is very popular, mm-hmm. and so people would know who he was. But anyway. He said to me, Tanya, he said, what you're going to find is that a lot of times the gospel artists are better singers than they are people. And what he was saying was exactly what you just said. Wow. He was saying that they're not living what they sing about. They're doing a good job being a gospel artist, but they're not, in other words, they're not living what they sing. And so that was so deep to me, and I I never forgot that he said that. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to a lady who feels that God has impressed it upon her soul and spirit um, to bring some things to our attention. But one of the things I love when I went to your site, you had almost like a disclaimer. You said this campaign's goal, this book, is not to shame others or to broadcast the spiritual or moral failures of any gospel or Christian artist, but instead the goal is what you just said, to remind the entire industry of what the Lord requires and the ramifications if those precepts are not followed. Um, Through Live the Life You Sing About, we want to realign the industry to God's heart for Christian music ministry. So here's my next question for you with that being said, and just kind of laying, you know, a tone of trust for people tuning in. I want you all to feel safe here because um, Andrea, Andrea is not, you know, trying to beat you down. <laughs> She's just no, I'm not. Back in the place. <laughs> Some of us, we need to, we just need to, you know, get back where we need to be. How do you know, Andrea, in your experience and, and what you've seen, how do you know, how can an artist out there know when they're called to music professionally, like mm. how do how do they know? Is is it is it? I mean, you said it so sweetly. It's, it's more than just the perfect notes and doing mm-hmm. these perfect runs and you know having the world's version of success and fame. But then, how do they know they're even called? Is it more than you just sing well? Yeah, it is because I mean there are a lot of people that are gifted to sing. Um, there are a lot of people in the congregation. Some of them can sing better than the worship leaders on stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean I think that that it's really about knowing God's specific calling for your life, and that only comes from the Lord. That only comes from seeking Him, and really oh. understanding what His plan for your life is. I mean I do think that there are phenomenal singers in churches, but it doesn't necessarily mean that God has called them to full time music ministry. Some people are wow. called to be the worship leader at their church that has 12 people, wow. and that's their calling. And when they get to the pearly gates, God will say, well done. And there are other people that are called to international ministries, you know, where everybody knows their name and, and you know, they are, they are household names. Um, but that's not the calling for everybody. So I really believe it's seeking the Lord. I mean, number one, I do think that if you are in music ministry, you should have a musical talent. You should have a gift, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anointing is really good, too. Um, you know, I think all of those things are 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 important, but I think when it comes to what God's specific plan is for your life, as far as is music ministry for you, I think it's really seeking God because His plan is different for everybody. 
It is, and I like what you said too. I, I think we went. Uh, we I think we. When I say we, I just mean the collectively. We went wrong somewhere when when gospel artists turned into gospel stars, and people yes. started to worship them. And so here's my yes. question for you. I, I, you know. It's so complicated. I mean, we live in the West, you know, we live in Western society where we have cultural customs, and a lot mm-hmm. of those cultural customs are based on our government system, capitalism. And so yes. there's all these things going on. What do, what do you feel about um, people who kind of do worship gospel artists? How do we turn our hearts back towards God? Is this something that's on the, on the shoulders of the gospel artists, on the fans, or is this something that we both have to work to, together to accomplish? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's working together. You know, I think number one okay. that the gospel artists have to make sure that they are not, you know, reverenced and revered, and and that they that the spirit of pride is not hovering mm. over them, so that they are yeah. waiting, expecting people to wait on them hand and foot, and there's not an air yeah. of arrogance that is, you know over them or hovering over them. So I do think part of it is the responsibility of the gospel artist to let them know, I'm just like you. God just gifted me maybe differently. God just opened Mm -hmm. doors for me a little bit differently from you. But I am no better. I'm just a vessel. I'm a broken vessel that God is using for this, you know. And I think, you know, in the entertainment industry, you know, because so much of gospel music is, you know, run by by secular labels, you know, it is that there's an entertainment aspect of that mm-hmm. and I think you know the 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 same labels that are you know um uh, that are are representing some of the uh, our favorite artists, you know, the Beyonces are are the same uh, labels that are representing some of our our beloved gospel artists. Um, so, I mean, I think that the entertainment—I don't want to say spirit, but just the whole idea of entertainment—is is behind that. And so, I do think that that the industry needs to move toward more of a servanthood attitude huh. as huh. opposed to one of stardom. You know, and I think that takes constant humility, constant, you know, understanding this is just a gift from God that I have and God could take it uh-huh. away at any moment, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that, you know, I am serving him and there are no big eyes and little U's. Um, so, I mean, I think it's constant humility on both sides and really understanding that people are just a vessel and God's just using them. It doesn't mean that they're better. It just means that he has a position for them. A different position. I love that. I love that. If you're just tuning in, yeah, you're at the right place. It's a music box with your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. And I'm talking to an insider, yeah, over 20 years in the music industry. And she's got a new book. Her name is Andrea Renee Williams. Her book title may make you say, huh, but I think that is perfect. I want it to make you say, huh, so that you'll open it up and start reading it. It's called Live the Life You Sing About, How to Live with Integrity in the Gospel Music Industry. Now, Andrea, you said something really important. You said that we need, we need to turn more towards like a, a, a servanthood attitude mm-hmm. in the music industry. And this will take mm-hmm. um, uh, a cooperative type of, of work with both the, the fans, quote unquote, and the artists. Can you give us an applicable way, just like one, what's one thing that take away and say, mm-hmm. one of my listeners can listen to like, okay, I can start to do that. Can you give us a quick example of what that would look like? Yeah, I would say like going to homeless shelters. You know, I think that would be an awesome opportunity to I actually had an artist um, years ago that I represented and she had a um, a testimony of coming out of a domestic violence situation. Um, and what she did is she really turned that around and, and God gave her a song about it called I'm Healed. Wow. And so wow. God gave me the idea to go to a battered women's shelter, have her share her testimony, have her wow. sing her song. She um, actually uh, showed the video to the women there and just really inspired them. So, I mean, I think that there's things that we can do that, you know, not only give us an opportunity to share the ministry, but really just get to people's hearts and really share the love of God with them. So, I mean, I think, you know, connecting with any kind of charity, any kind of cause, we are really, really helping people, not just singing, but really getting to know who they are and, and showing them the love of Christ. 
I'm so grateful that you came on to talk about your book. And so I want to first, before I ask this last question, I need our listeners to know how can they find out about, I mean, how can they find out more about you and purchase this book, pick it up? This would be a great book for not just artists, honestly, Andrea. I think it would also be great for music ministries at churches. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. outlined some wonderful points. Um, can you tell us, number one, where they can get this book? I know you've got a, a good, I mean, awesome um, release coming out, coming up in August where you're going to have a book signing. But how can people mm-hmm. get their hands on this? When is it available? It's available now, and they can get it on Amazon. So they can either get it awesome. as a paperback or they can get it as an ebook. So it's definitely available there. And then if they're interested in a signed copy, they can uh, reach out to me through com, and I will definitely get a, get a copy. See you. Awesome. So here are my two quick questions. Number one, and these are, you, you can answer them in either, either order. I catch flack sometimes on Facebook when I write, um, oh, I performed at such and such today, and people inbox me and say, you're not performing, you're a minister. <laughs> Although I've heard some really awesome sermons about why performing and ministering kind of are the same. And, you know, it depends on what on what um, aspect of the, the connotative, excuse me, the denotative meaning of the word that you're, you know, utilizing at mm-hmm. the time. And I'm careful mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing. Like if I'm worship leading, my post will never say I performed at church today. But mm-hmm. as a gospel artist, if I'm invited to come and sing for the Congressional Black Caucus or whatever it is, Andrea, I'm still ministering. Don't get it twisted. Right. But now this is right. something where I'm, I've been set up on a platform. So I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on that? Do you distinguish between the two, or do you think it's just kind of case-by-case basis? Is performing well, and ministering the same thing when it comes to music ministry? I think there are people who say that they perform and they're ministering, and I don't think okay. that necessarily using that word really takes away from the fact that a person can be ministering as well. Because I think that when you're in front of people and you're singing, people are going to look at that as performing. And not that that means that you're not that you're not singing to God, you're not giving glory to him. Right. So I know right. that there are people that, that see a negative connotation to that word. And when I mm-hmm. use it, for instance, in bios or press releases, you know, I try to use minister and perform kind of interchangeably. But I do right. understand that there is, you know, there are some people that are a little bit more sensitive to that word perform because, you know, they want to make sure that, no, 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 I'm not performing, I'm worshiping. Yeah. I'm, you know, and I totally yeah. understand that. I totally get that. And, and it should not be about performance Um, right but I do understand how people use them both interchangeably but I think as long as your heart is right and you are uh, you know doing it unto God and blessing his people I think it's always going to be a ministry aspect even if you do call it performing I agree I mean it's it's I'm a school teacher as well, and so in my classroom, I can't outrightly, you know, say Jesus saves, but I can demonstrate it in the way that I live. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, yes. you know, I can exactly. be a light in my classroom. I can yes. um, love my, my students and my learners in a way where I don't have to even ever say Jesus at all. Um, so, yes. yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Exactly. Now, with your book, um, is there a chapter that jumps out? to you or a few chapters. Are there any chapter titles where you can kind of just give our listeners just a quick teaser on what they can expect when they read your book? Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the things that is, was a know, good I, question, I, wasn't it? Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, Tanya. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, because I tried to include everything in this book. I wanted it to be, you know, a, a manual that covered everything. So, I mean, I do have a few chapters. Uh, for instance, Let the Church Say Amen, uh, Living the Kingdom Centered Church Life, um, Order My Steps, Living an Ethical Business and Industry Life, um, and then nice. Create. <laughs> created me a clean heart, living a life Aww. of divine integrity. Um, and Aww. then running back to you, uh, living a fit and physical life. So I definitely try to take, you know, some song titles that people are, are sure familiar do. with and really kind of weave those yeah. into the topics. So, yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. I have to get this book. I wanted it anyway when I saw the title. I, I love that. I, I remember I was at um, – a conference, and they were the pastor actually looked at the gospel music industry, and he compared it to uh, two biblical characters, David and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm. And he talked about, he, he admonished us to, even though we have to work there, we ain't got to live there. And what he was saying was, you might have to work yes. in the gospel music industry, but you ain't got to live in the music, the gospel music industry. And again, yes. no shame or blame, like you said before. Yes. Yes. We're not shaming uh, anybody's, you know, nothing course, like that. But the fact yes. of the matter is, like you so wisely said, this is an industry who, the people who run it are people who dominate the secular music industry. And so a lot of those, you know, business mindsets and things like that are present in a lot of the same promotion, marketing, and all those techniques that are used for the secular industry are used for the gospel music yeah. industry. And so it can get yeah. a little bit crazy. And honestly, Andrea, there's times where I've lost focus and I have to, God will pull we'll my, have. my coattails we'll real quick and be like, yeah. uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's one of the overarching themes that I want people to know. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. We all yeah, have sinned and gotcha. fallen short of the glory, you know. Gotcha, so gotcha. I never want people to think, like, oh, no, you know, I've done this or I've done that. We've all done stuff. That's not the point. The point really is of the book is just to kind of remind people, you know, Reminders, that there are standards yes. that God wants. And yeah. try, we can all try harder. We can all try we harder, can. all of us. This is so. true. So before yeah. I let you go, I know I said that three times now. Coachella, Valley Music and Arts Festival, just happened, and Beyonce, they, look, I saw hashtags that said Baychella, okay? Just, you know, I, I didn't see the concert. Did you get to see her concert performance? No, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but boy, have I heard about it. I have too, and so I'm I'm curious, but I have other things to do, and so it's not high on my priority list. You know, there's no disrespect, it just isn't, but I do want to see it. But here's my question for you. My question is not even about Beyonce. What do you think of this? Shout out to Gospel Music Association, um, their newsletter. If you guys want to check it out, all you got to do is go to gospelmusic.org, and you can click right on news, and you can find out a whole lot about what's going on in the gospel music industry. But anyway, Andrea, Beaver leads Coachella Church. He's up there singing worship songs. Um, they even name a couple that he sang. This is going to be a controversial question. So, yes, I'm going to put you on the spot, um, but you are seasoned <laughs> and polished and professional, and so I know whatever your answer is, it will be appropriate for the radio airwaves. What do you think about secular artists singing gospel music? Is this is this a live what you sing type of thing, too? Uh, you know, Snoop Dogg was on the ballots for uh, right. the Stellar Awards, he performed. We've got Nicki Minaj and Tasha Cobbs. We've got right. Kirk Franklin and, um, oh, Lord, what's his name? Blah, 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 blah. What's his name? You know his name. Very controversial rapper. They did they uh. did some work together as well. Kanye West. What mm-hmm. says you? What is, what is just in your heart and what you feel like the Bible says? Not that you feel like the Bible says, but what are your convictions? Because mm-hmm. I know everybody mm-hmm. has different convictions. I'm just curious right. since you're on the show. It's related, right? What do you think yeah, about this? Yeah, yeah definitely. Having church, what do you say? Well, it, is this wrong? First of do all. church people look down on it? What should we think right. about this? Well, you know, first of all, anybody can give praise and honor to God. Anybody Amen. can give glory and honor to God. You know, God says, you know, I mean, the, the Bible talks about the rocks will cry out, you know. So That's anybody right. anybody can give praise and honor to God, and I think we should encourage that. I think we should encourage okay. that. At the okay. same time, I do think that that we as gospel artists have a standard to meet that may not necessarily be one where we should expect a secular artist to meet that as well. Hopefully. Ah, say that again. I need you to say that yeah. one more time. Yeah, I think that there is a difference between a secular artist singing gospel music and a gospel artist singing gospel wow. music. Because you know, I feel like gospel artists are called, they're music ministers. There's a certain calling wow. and anointing on their life that God has given to them specifically. Um, and so I feel like there's a different standard, a different requirement. Um, I do think that we as the gospel music industry need to be cautious as far as who we embrace when it comes to gospel music who we support, who we decide okay. we're going to to go to their concerts, or I think we need to be careful about who we buy because there are spirits in music and people really? are, you know, we want to make sure we're supporting things that are really godly, you know. So I think it's, it's gotcha. a real discernment question. I think people really okay. need to look okay. in their hearts and really kind of say, okay, should I support this? How do I feel about this, you know? But in general, I mean, I think it's a good thing, but I think we in the gospel music industry do have to be a little careful about who we embrace, you know, because we're embracing all of them, you know. Are they making a life change 
or is this just mm. something because they like gospel music that they want to do? And even if it is something right. gospel music that they want to do, that's fine. That's okay. But I do think that we have to help them to understand we on this side, we this is this is the word to this is the word to music for us. This is a lifestyle right, right, for us. We right, have a standard okay. over here. You know, so we just want you to know that's our expectation. You know, we want you to not just to sing it, but we would love for you right. to start living it. To you live know? It. I know that's um, right. You know, know so right. so that's kind of that's kind of where I am with it. I love that. Well said. And matter of fact, you gave me some some new ammunition for. So when I have conversations <laughs> like this, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna pretend like I said it too. Look, what you need to know is, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I will give a shout-out to you. Man, I've had a great time if you're just tuning in. I am talking to an amazing woman. She is multi-talented. She's God-fearing. She's um, love personified, I promise. She's got a new book out. It's called Live the Life You Sing About, How to Live with Integrity in the Gospel Music Industry. This book would make a great gift. She's going to tell you one more time where you can find it, where you can purchase it, and how you can support her ministry. Andrea, take it away. Yeah, go to Amazon.com. You can type in "Live the Life You Sing About" and you can get it as an ebook or a physical copy, a paper book, a paperback. Or you can go to Live the Life You Sing About.com and you can also purchase it there. I also do seminars and workshops as well. I've done several of those. So if you're interested in bringing me to your church, to your music ministry, I would love to talk with them about the contents of the book. I love it. I love it. Well, sis, thank you so much. You know, we've interacted before, but this is the first time where we've had an opportunity to, like, really sit down and have a real conversation. So thank you so much for accepting my invite. I plan on being at your book signing and release. um, Not release because it's already released, but, you know, the book signing thingy that's coming out in August. (laughs) That's still happening, right? Yes, it is, yes. So I will be there. So thank you, girl. Keep doing what you're doing. I support you, and I will see you soon. Thank you. God bless. All right, guys, we still got great music coming up for you. And uh, we already talked about one of my new tidbits uh, regarding Justin Bieber. I love what Andrea said about that. Man, you know, it's good that they, like she said, hey, the box will cry out. I know in the... In the Old Testament, there was a donkey who even spoke out. <laughs> you know, so God can use anybody. And truth be told, I'm sure that there are ways that God is reaching out to Justin Bieber, all right, uh, reaching out to him, identifying himself to him, even though revealing himself to him. And so if this young man wants to get up on the stage and say, I need thee, oh, I need thee, who are we? At the same time, my favorite part of what she said was, as gospel artists, we know our standards. We know uh, that what our responsibility is. We know that we have put our hand to the plow and whom much is given, much is required. And so since this is what we sing, for, you know, for you know, professionally or, or as a ministry calling, then we have an even higher standard and we cannot be distracted sitting there fussing and fighting with each other about Snoop Dogg and his his gospel album. What's how are you living? <laughs> All right, well, look, we're going to listen to a little bit of Rhythm in You, and after that, to go with Andrea's message with her book, I'm going to play a song by Ronette Harrison. It's called Vessel. And I hope that as you listen to the song, you will also be going on Amazon.com to... <laughs> To purchase Andrea Renee Williams' newest book, her her first book, all right, seasoned writer, no less, but to sell. And so this book is awesome. I can't wait to get a hold of it. I actually snuck and read a couple chapters, and I was hooked. I was like, what have I been waiting on? I got to get this book. You guys, keep it locked right here to the music box. I've got some indie artist tips from Simone Henry, and a little bit more right here on the music box with your girl.
Are you ready? Indie Artist Tips with Simone Henry on the Music Box. Yeah, you're in the box. Hello, musicpreneurs. I'm Simone Henry here with your Indie Artist Tip. My tip today is perfect the art of the 30-second pitch. I'm more interested in listening to a song after I've heard a bit of the story behind it instead of just, well, it's a great song. Tell your artist why they're going to love your song. Tell them, tell them in a brief little story the history or idea behind the song. It will intrigue your audience and make them more likely to want to hear it. That's your indie artist tip for The Music Box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis. For more information or to contact me, visit eshemusic.com. That's E-C-H-E music.com.
song by my singing sis, Ronette Harrison, one of DC's own, the DMV's own. She's a recording artist right here, and if you like that song, make sure you download it. That song, Vessel, is dedicated to all our listeners, and especially to the beautiful Andrea Renee Williams for her book that she talked about today, about living with integrity in the gospel music industry. And what a perfect fitting song, but Vessel. Because, guys, listen, those of us who do what we do, that's exactly what we are. We are vessels. And so it's not about us. No, it's about Jesus. It's about that great commission, that great commission, us going out and telling the world that God is who he says he is. And, well, quite frankly, that he loves them. So, Andrea Renee Williams, shout out to you. Wonderful, wonderful book. You guys got to go um, to the website. And I am pulling it up right here. It is, oh, where is it? I just had it up. Like, Tanya, what are you doing? Okay, it's www.livethelifeyousingabout.com. Um, and here's the vision of the book. Live the Life You Sing About is a movement. It's a call to action. She said it so many times. It's just a reminder for the Christian music community to come into compliance spiritually, musically, and personally with the word of God and for the members of this community to live lives of integrity. That's basically to live what you sing about. Again, the campaign's goal is not to shame others, all right, or to broadcast the spiritual or moral failures of any gospel or Christian artist. But the goal is to remind the entire industry of what the Lord requires and the ramifications if those precepts are not followed. So, guys, support her. Amazon.com is where you need to go. Buy this book. Let's let's buy it up so that it's just crazy. Like, Amazon is like, oh, my gosh, we can't keep enough of these books on the shelf. Let's do it. Let's support one another. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, I'm going to get – I'm going to start today. I'm, I'm on Amazon.com right now. See, I don't know if you can hear me typing it, but I'm typing it up, and I am going to be a model. I'm going to model what I what I just said, and <laughs> I'm going to order the book. All right, I got more great music coming up for you right now on the music box as we prepare to, you know, end and close our show. Um, this particular song is called There. It's dedicated to my mom, Pastor Mahero Peoples, gospel uh, producer, writer, preacher, author in his own right, composer wrote this song. I love it. And it reminds us that in his presence, we have everything that we need. You guys keep it locked right here in the music box. This is your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis.
was by yours truly. It's on my current album, Rhythm in You. Speaking of album, I've been nominated for Female Artist of the Year for the Steeple Awards. I want to shout out uh, Shanton Carter, um, the founder of the Steeple Awards. It's happening on Saturday, April 21st in Decatur, Georgia. Yes, I'm headed to Atlanta. The ATL, yeah. I'm going to Atlanta, and hopefully I will be winning this award. I want to just shout out everybody, all my friends and family who supported me. I want to shout out everybody in every category, including my beautiful manager, Wanda Adams. Yes, my manager is prettier than yours. She's in the category for manager of the year. My good friend, comedian Stefan Smith, he is also uh, 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 did I say she was comedian? I think I said manager of the year for Wanda and the Comedian of the Year for Stefan. We got some DMV artists right here, Russ Jackson, um, uh, Male Artist of the Year. He's on the ballot. We got Robert E. Person for Duo um, Select Song of the Year. Um, we've got Cheryl Jackson of Praise 104.1 FM as Media of the Year. Uh, and I'm sure I miss J.J. Harrison. I don't know if he's still in the area or not, but I'm sure I'm missing some people. Um, but I tried to name them all. Okay, so I also wanted to check out, did you guys know? Let me put on my talking music. Let's listen to this music real quick here, though. Y'all like that? I'm an aspiring, I'm an aspiring rapper, except I can't rap at all. But just let me try, okay? Anyway, I'm still on Gospel Music Association's website, and I saw an article here about Jacqueline Carr. She's in my category, actually, for the Steeple Awards, so this is pretty fitting. She's got a conference coming up called You Will Win, so go to gospelmusic.org and find out more already. Come on! Also, Black Love with Kirk and Tammy Franklin returns Saturday, May 12th. Oprah Winfrey Network announced the second season premiere of the tit docuseries black love on saturday may 12th at 10 p.m so um that's going to be debuting again it's returning on may the 12th i had no idea that kirk and, and tammy had their own reality series documentary series i didn't know that i don't watch tv anyway so it's no wonder that i don't know that but anyway <laughs> ah, my life is so cray cray it's just all over the place i'm a recording artist i'm a mom I'm a teacher to almost 150 kids. I have a lot going on, okay? And, I, you know, I'm a full-time music, vocal musician. Come on. I can't keep up with it all. But, guys, I'm so glad that you hung out with me. For God so loved the world that he gave what? His only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's talking about you and me, but have everlasting life. My favorite verse is the one after that. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through his son might be saved. Listen, it's the music box. It's your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. TanyaSings2.com. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place, right here. Love you. Thank you.